everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Brief Talk podcast. We have something a little different from our normal everyday underwear content. We had an event here not long ago, which is, you'll have to correct me because I always get the name wrong because I'm dyslexic and I substitute words. Kink Down South. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because I was calling it something else for a while there and I could not change it. Uh, happened and it was a really good event and I heard so many good things about it and they exhibited some of my art and sold some of it so yay and we have David one of the co-creators and event managers of the event with us welcome David thank you great to be here it's good to have you here I will say Atlanta has always been a town that you know we always hear about you know Folsom Street and Door Alley and all sorts of things around the country. What is it? Uh, IML and MAL. But we've never really had anything in Atlanta that focused on kink and underwear and all sorts of fun things. So what made you want to do an event in Atlanta? And were you surprised at how well the first event was received by the community? Okay. Uh, sure. So, yeah. Kink Down South is definitely a labor of love. Uh, my business and my business partner and I have been sort of building up to this for quite some time. Did not have this in mind when we first started hosting smaller events around Atlanta. Um, we sort of came into our own after the closure of the Atlantic Eagle, the local uh, leather bar here in town. And we felt that there was sort of something missing in our community. People didn't have a, a gathering place anymore. They didn't have a ways to meet up with folks who are into the same things they were. And so we simply started hosting casual gear nights at other gay bars around town. And we defined gear as sort of wear what you consider to be gear. So nice. that was underwear, that was leather, that was rubber, that was whatever folks felt sexy and confident in. We wanted to encourage that. And it was very well received. People enjoyed that. They they missed that. And, you know, after the pandemic had ended and folks were socializing again, it was a great outlet. And Kink Down South sort of grew from that. We started hosting uh, takeover events at Outfront Theater. So when they would do shows, folks would sort of buy out a show and attend in gear because, you know, as we know, people are multifaceted and you can mm -hmm. be uh, a kinky person and into theater or a kinky person and into something that's not just the bar scene you know, constantly. Yes. And again, those types of events were very popular and well received. And then we got this crazy idea, you know, just as you mentioned, it seems all across the country, we have our IMLs and MALs. Mm -hmm. There's Chicago, DC, New York, San Francisco, everywhere that's not the Southeast. You know, it's not yes. just Atlanta, it's the Southeast doesn't really have something to call their own. And I feel like there's a lot of kinky people here in the Southeast. And we Correct. shouldn't always have to leave our own backyard in order to get those experiences. And so what our idea was, we, we basically wanted kink down South weekend to sort of be a Folsom for the South. 
we we modeled our structure off of other similar kink festivals. Um, we knew we wanted a outdoor vendor market. We wanted classes and demos. Um, we wanted parties. We wanted lots of just everything. And just like with everything else, we were just like, no one else is doing this. So let's just do it ourselves. So we put it together this first year, honestly, from inception of the idea to when it actually happened was maybe two or three months. Wow. Which is, yeah, that's not a long time at all. We we announced Kink Down South weekend at the end of March. And at the big, the first weekend of June was when Kink Down South happened. So it was, wow. yeah, a lot of, lot of overtime hours, um, a lot of help from an incredible team of volunteers, but we, we pulled it off. Um, mm-hmm. this, this first year, you know, we, we were selling the idea of something yes. we, we could not, you know, we had no proof for anyone to say, yes, this is an awesome event. You, you want to check this out. We just had to have people trust us, you know, believe in the idea to, to come up. We had no photos to share. We had no metrics or, you know, word of mouth experiences of how great this would be because it was our first time doing this. And so we were expecting, you know, around 200, maybe 250 people at the event. And we had uh, over the course of the weekend, over 700 show up nice. our very first year. So we were really thrilled that there was such a obvious demand for this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Also, it wasn't just Atlanta people that showed up. Yes, we hosted it in Atlanta, but folks from across the Southeast showed up. Folks from across the country showed up. I think the the furthest away someone traveled because uh, we you know, saw through the tickets, someone came from Idaho. Oh, wow. King down South. And it just blew our minds that we had that sort of reach. And again, that we were offering something that people wanted. So, yes, you definitely did because I was impressed to how well it was run. And now that you tell me you only did it in two months, that just impresses me even more. Because such a large event like that with all the different pieces, like you said, the parties, everything else, the market, everything, that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And it really was just sort of the two of us running the show, essentially. You know, we had our our volunteers to do some of the grunt work, you know, setting up tents and and running check-in and all those things. But yeah, it was... It was a lot of work, but we we learned a lot. Again, that sort of passion mm-hmm. for the community, that energy kept us going through, you know, multiple 14, 16 hour days. But it it's all worth it. Nice. And we're we're very excited to continue having these types of events. We've already selected our dates of Kink Down South for next year. Uh, it will be June seventh through the ninth. So mm-hmm. that Friday through Sunday again. And we we plan now that we have sort of a year of planning mm-hmm. and some experience under our belt for this, we're, we're expecting it's going to be even, even bigger, bigger and better than last year. So I think folks are really going to be even more impressed this, this next awesome. year. Awesome. Yeah. Now, usually when you do the first event, you learn everything 
what not to do uh-huh. the hard way because you don't know until you get in and actually uh-huh. do it. So you'll have that experience under your belt and be like, oh, yeah, we remember this from last year. No, we're not doing that again. Yep. So that's amazing to hear that you guys have already started and planning. And I can only expect amazing things from next year, which I plan to attend yes. at least, if not more, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But uh, I will say you said something in your original talking about the events that mm-hmm. sort of struck me that we sort of teach here is you had kink events with what people considered their kink, whatever mm-hmm. they felt good in. And we've heard from people across the country when they go to other cities and other events that their stuff's not considered kink enough. Mm-hmm. And it's like, kink is kink. It's whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to fall into like these specific mm-hmm. categories. Mm-hmm. So it's refreshing to hear you say that. Cause I just had someone just recently tell me that from another city that they're like, oh, well, that's not kink enough for our party. So mm-hmm. in a bar. And it's like, really? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's one of the things that's really made kink down south so relatable, so popular is so many events, which is just sort of how the the fetish community operates, is mm-hmm. there's lots of boxes. Yes. It's either leather or the pups or rubber and it's there's less room for experimentation and for discovery mm-hmm. of new things and so the fact that we from the beginning even with our small events we're very adamant of if this works for you it works for us like that nice. is that is where the bar is and no one gets to say this isn't kink enough. Like you get to decide what is kink enough. And folks are like, yes, that's, that's what it's about. This is what matters. And so we're, we're glad to hopefully contribute to moving the needle a little bit in sort of public perception of what kink is, what Mm -hmm. fetish is, what is, what gets people off. It's such a, a broad almost infinite world to explore and we want to open doors for folks to enjoy what they already know they enjoy and perhaps introduce them to some new things they haven't tried yet. Exactly. That, that was what I was thinking because when you said you allow people to come and whatever, a lot of people aren't comfortable, you know, they'll do something in private Mm-hmm. Where whatever, no problem. But if they got to go somewhere in public, they're just kind of like, whoa, no. So mm-hmm. they can sort of ease into it and get more comfortable. And yeah. like you said, explore different things. You'll see somebody wearing something else and you're like, oh, what's that? What's mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. Let me find out more about that. Or let me go talk to this yeah. person. So that's amazing to hear. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have known about those nights before because I've been a hermit since COVID and I got to get out more. So I will be looking at the events because I know I'm on the email list. So hopefully I'll be getting out of it. But, um, but that's a good, that's kind of goes along with underwear because a lot of people, because we'll have people listening. It's like, well, how do these two fit together? Well, same thing with underwear. People wear it in public and don't share it. Mm-hmm. And kink is just like, okay. Cause I have a big thing with, wrestling singlets where i have way, mm-hmm. well i won't say i have way too many i don't oh, know i have so many <laughs> i have like i'm up to 34 now oh so, 
So yeah, that that's just my thing. And so every time I see one, I'm so mad because Fort Trough had their big sale with mm-hmm. was it forty percent off, and they were sold out of my size. And I'm like, oh. I wanted that damn singlet. Damn it, they're sold oh. out. But yeah, I love singlets to no end, and I have tons of them. But it's like that's something fun to wear that you just don't wear. You know, we have people who wear them to the gym in other cities, mm-hmm. like Chicago, New York, where their gym is yeah. like, who cares? Yeah. But like, you know, down here in the South, it's like, oh, if you wear that to like Planet Fitness, I'll be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, ma'am, you cannot be wearing this. Yeah. Being, so, being in the South sort of adds a very interesting filter to to everything that we do and just to how we all experience kink mm-hmm. in our lives because there is sort of this, I don't know, underlying, I don't know, shame or disapproval from mm-hmm. society or something where it's sort of unique to the South, I feel like. And that can be why, you know, there there ha- there's been a, a dearth of events like this is because oh, yeah. it's very hard to get acceptance for that. I mean... Just a few years ago, imagine be like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a kinky street festival in the South. People will be walking around in their underwear in the street. Like it, it would have been it, like, oh, my God, it would it would be it would blow people's minds. But we we sort of have to take a stand for ourselves, especially these days and be like, hey, this this is my town and this is what I do. So, you know, let your freak flag fly, as they say. Exactly. And I think it, you came about at the right time as well, because we are seeing changes in the South. We are seeing some, especially in Atlanta, with us going more liberal, more not so conservative in our viewpoints, that this is the right time for it. I think more and more people are exploring kink lately and mm-hmm. not being so ashamed or afraid because... So many people out there have that, you know, the sort of shame that, oh, this is something you shouldn't be doing and it's uh-huh. taboo. And it's like, not really. I mean, yeah. King can be simple as underwear or you can go full on, you know, there's some crazy kinks away on the other end. Yeah. That, but just do what you want to do. And as long as you enjoy it, because I have friends who are into things that I'm just like, nope, not happening, not doing uh-huh. it. But I'm like, I'm not judging you on it. That's okay. your, you have yeah, willing partners. For you. you enjoy that. Yeah. You go right for it. I will support you in every bit of the way, but I am not going to do that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But no. Mm-hmm. So, and I think more people are getting that way, realizing, okay, just cause somebody else is into it. Doesn't mean I have to bash it or call it, you know, not right. It's like, mm-hmm. just do what you enjoy and don't worry about it. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. But it's easier said than done because so many yeah. people care what what others think. And if, oh, no, if they find out I'm into this. And then it's kind of like being gay and you're going to kink event and see someone else, you know, in some leather. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, what are you going to do then? Well, you both know why you're there. So who cares? Yeah. So, yeah. So that is that is very good to hear. I will have to keep a lookout on your events coming up for sure because I need to get out of the house more. Yeah, and, and that's I need why to try and offer a a variety of different types of events too, and not just oh, it's just a night out at the bar. Because 
you know, based on where you go, you may express your kink differently or express different kinks. Just last week, two weeks ago, maybe, we had our second annual Spelling Bee DSM. So uh, Kinky Spelling Bee. So folks showed up in gear. Uh, I think there was someone in a wrestling singlet, actually. And it's like your standard spelling bee, but they would all spell very provocative, sexy words. And it's just fun and silly. And it's, it's something for folks to do. And again, just sort of encouraging that sense of community and being like, hey, you can experience different things many different ways that's that's what we try and do nice well you're doing a good job of it Thank uh, you. like i said i heard so many people on twitter and somewhere else really talk about the event that i didn't even know that i was like i noticed i was like oh wow oh so mm-hmm. many people are saying so much good things and i'm like awesome so yeah. we'll have a second one. Yes. Yes. Um, so I was very happy. I think that more people need to get out and go. Uh, we've noticed, I'll get your opinion on this. We've noticed in the world of underwear, we're really expanding from just gays into buys and straights. Mm-hmm. So have you seen that at your event or has it been more gay or what's been your take on that? So when we first started, just based on our personal social circle, it did skew more uh, predominantly gay. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we've grown, we now I'd say we we encompass everyone, um, and that was nice. the, no more so apparent than during King Down South weekend, where you literally saw everyone. There there were gay folks, there were straight folks, there were men, women, trans people, like it everyone showed up and felt comfortable being themselves representing who they were in a public setting in a diverse crowd it was very exciting and fulfilling to see sort of this glimmer of what things should be all the time mm-hmm. but so often are not but we hope that you know by fostering this and it becoming more of a regular thing, folks will be like, yeah, this is this is normal. I do feel comfortable going out, even when there's not a Kink Down South event, because it has built this sort of confidence or awareness that I can do this. So Nice. That's a good thing to have, because like I said, so many are scared to do it, scared to really be out there, be out front, and then... I think, too, going back to, like, just between your comfort zone, because I think a lot of people think, oh, I have to go in gear to the event. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you can just go in shorts, T-shirt, just go mm-hmm. check it out. Yep. Be, be you. And then if you want to do something crazy, go have fun. Yeah. So, so that's awesome. Oh, my God. So you really impressed me today, I will say. That's just very awesome. Thank you. Uh, so, yes. So next year, we'll, everyone will have to go if you're in the South. I know uh, a ton of people who missed it because I forget where they went somewhere that weekend. Uh, so I'm definitely try to go next weekend as well. And I was trying to think. I had another question. So, oh, I know what I was going to ask. I get derailed all the time. 
So what are some of your favorite gear that you wear? So what has been mm-hmm. some of your favorite? So it's it's hard to choose. I, I have two that are that are sort of my common go-tos. And I think just sort of on my mood depends which one ranks number one at that time. I am a fan of leather, um, very mm-hmm. traditional, very old school. But how I choose to interpret leather to wear leather is much thinner and strappier than your, you know, if you picture when someone says leather daddy, you know, they're usually covered head to toe, yeah. leather shirt, leather jacket, leather pants, leather boots, leather hat, like that for me does not fit my body. It doesn't fit my personality, but I still like leather. And so I'm like, well, I'll just transform this thing and wear it for me. And I think folks respond to that because I'm not just wearing something that is stereotypical. I'm wearing something for me. And Mm -hmm. that, that sort of energy is is communicated silently that it's, you, you make something your own. Um, And the same goes for my, you know, it's tied, uh, no pun intended is I like rope a lot. Okay. Um, and I, there's just something about it. I, I enjoy the, the physical sensation of being bound up in rope and it's, it's a kind of artistry, the, the knots, the patterns you can do, you can be restrained in rope or you can simply tie rope around your body. So you're still totally mobile. You're just now covered in this Mm -hmm. network of twists and turns and it's, magnificent and i feel like rope is one of those things that looks good on everybody like it's just wonderful and so unique and customizable and again it feels great on me too so that's that's something i i enjoy a lot but it takes a lot more uh yes uh to get into usually you need a a helping hand or two to make that happen but yes um, Yes, I've done a little bit of rope, and it's just like, oh my goodness, this is a lot of work. Yeah. So, yeah. and because you, you see all that intricate stuff done on the internet, and you're just like, oh my god, that's so cool. And then my second thought is, how long did that take to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that looks amazing, but that just doesn't take five minutes. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. I think you brought up a very good point: is you should make your gear and your king to uh-huh. you. Because I've seen your pictures on your Instagram of your leather, and I like the way you do it. It's di- it's you. like you said, it's classic, but it's different. Yeah, it's very fun. It's very like it's very you. So it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun, and I think so many out there get caught up and it's like, oh, I've got to have it exactly this way, mm-hmm. or it's not considered leather. And it's yeah. like, no, you can make it your own. Because we've seen a lot of people now mixing so many things in men's underwear that's now going over into kink as well. Because mm-hmm. it's like there are no more rules in underwear, and kink is sort of sort of getting there. But I think you have a lot of people who still believe it should be this way. Yeah. But but it's like mix and match. Because I always love what was which one do is it. Uh, God, there's something they mix that I just love. And I'm trying to remember what it is off the top of my head. 
it's leather and another form of gear. And I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. Ugh. Of course, I would freeze on this one. But mixing two gears together is basically what they're doing. And I think oh, that's always okay. fun. Yeah, and I'm trying to think what what it is that I've seen. And I do not remember. So, But, you know, mixing two different types of fetishes together in one, I think, is always cool. But, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I love what you're doing. Love what you're preaching. So anytime you need help promoting or anything, let me know. I will help you guys as much as possible. I will definitely have to attend some of your events because, like I said, I need to get out of the house. <laughs> and I haven't been to the new Eagle yet other than just buy it. So I feel like yeah. I've got to get out and get in there. Everyone's already told me about it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to go. Oh, yeah, I need to go. And then I'm, I'm old and I'm like, it's 10 o'clock. Oh. I should be in bed. I'm I the same way. I was like, I don't want to go out now. And of course, you know, the Atlanta boys do, do not get started early. Uh-uh. They always get started late. Oh, my God. I was brought up in the era of Backstreet, so it was like, oh, Jesus. How many times I walked out of Backstreet with the First Baptist Church across the street going uh-huh. to church the next morning with the, their, you heathens, you center look. That was the best part you ever. You got to give them something to pray for. You were doing well, community service. So well, we did. We definitely <laughs> did that because there was more than one Sunday. We were walking out of there. I've been there all night. Oh, yeah. Oh. But if you people don't know Backstreet, that's a whole different story. I'm not going there. But awesome. We'll tell them where they can find Kink Down South for next year to join the email list. Yes, yes. So um, you can find us online. We have a very nice website, kinkdownsouth.com. We're also on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, on uh, under Kink Down South. Um, also, uh, we have a standing gear night at uh, the Eagle. So every fourth Saturday at the Atlanta Eagle okay. is our gear night. Um, it's very casual. It is unstructured. You just show up in gear or not. And hang out. And it is a lot of fun. Uh, we used to have another one at Hideaway until Hideaway closed. Um, yes. but that is our, that's sort of our regular gear night. And then, as I mentioned, we have periodic uh, special events that are not bar oriented as well. Um, but yes, next Kink Down South uh, weekend is June 7th through the 9th. And keep your eye out. We're, we're going to, it's going to be amazing. We'll be posting a lot of fun tidbits to get folks excited. Nice. That sounds great. Everyone go next year. Pay attention. If you're in Atlanta, go to some of the events. You may actually see me there if I get out of the house. So yes. And I need to go to the Eagle. So that may be a good good night to go to the Eagle. I'll have to find someone to drag with me. Mm -hmm. Because a friend of mine wants to see Charlie Brown, who's I've seen once or twice, and then Mm -hmm. she's at the Eagle every so often. She's like, we got to go. And I'm like, I've seen Charlie Brown like 1,400 times. Okay, we'll go. Yes, we'll go. Okay, thanks. They're a legend. Yes. I was like, you missed it. She wasn't old enough to go to Backstreet in the day, so (laughs) she missed all the fun. I was like, oh, girl, you missed all the fun. Hmm. But again, thank you for coming on the show. I hope we'll have you back closer to the event promoted again. and. Hopefully, I'll give you a report on some of the events I go to people. So, thank you again, David. Thank you for coming on. Uh, We'll have another podcast for you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us at Patreon at patreon.com slash UNB blog. Follow us on social media. You can follow the blog at UNB blog on Twitter and Instagram. Read the blog at unbblog.com. Also follow me if you like art or anything else fun and underwear at UNB Tim on Instagram and also Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll have more podcasts at you very soon. Bye.